Testing, testing. Yep, I look good. I got good waves. How's you waves looking? I feel like I'm hearing us. We're very in tune. Is film like milk? Yes. it's got culture in it. And it's... Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we ruin your life by deciding if a film has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I changed that up there for you. So I'm one of your hosts, Paris Hibbert-Taylor. If you are joining us for the very first time, welcome. And with me as ever is my good friend and good luck charm in some ways, David William Rogers. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm here. What are your other two wishes? Uh-huh. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That's a callback to the film that we are doing, which is David William Rogers. What is the film? That would be Good Luck Chuck, 2007, mm-hmm. directed by Mark Helfrich. Writing credits, Josh Stolberg and Stephen Glenn. And man, oh man, this is a Dane Cook film. Um, it's got Troy Gentle, Connor Price, a lot of women um, that are named here and there but jessica alba is the other co-star in this she's the main lady main love interest but um and then dan fogler who i'd like to talk about just that role in film history so i'd like to get your thoughts on that at some point throughout this podcast so i saw him i believe he is also in the show physical which i am currently enjoying i'm just triple checking dan fogler Am I mixing him up with somebody else? I think you're mixing him up with that other dark hair guy. Dan Faulkner was in the recent, like, Mythical Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, this is embarrassing. I really, truly (laughs) thought the entire watching, you know, experience that it was this other actor. Sorry to that guy. Whoops. Um, Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm excited to discuss. I forget whose turn it is to the synopsis, but I'm happy to do it because actually don't remember watching this film when I was a kid and I was getting like flashbacks so I can do yeah, it if you want it. me to. I, I okay. like your perspective on this. This is a movie about a man who thinks that if he has sex with a woman, she immediately meets her partner right after. Like the next person that she dates is like the one. So he gets a reputation. He starts like sleeping with all these women because everyone's like, oh my God, you're good luck, Chuck. Uh, of course, he falls in love with the gorgeous Jessica Alba. How could you not? She is a penguin specialist. And then he's like afraid to get intimate with her because he's worried that if he does, she's going to go ahead and find her one true love. And he has this best friend named Stu. Shenanigans occur. God, so many things to talk about with the age like milk thing. I was like, oh, Lord, this film. Uh, But yeah, essentially, there is a happy ending and him and Jessica do end up together. So the movie runs about an hour and 40 minutes, which is, you know, better than two and a half hours or three hours. And Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix in the US at least. Did you see the message at the end of the movie? No. What was the message? If you... So first of all, there's a couple end credit scenes. I don't know if you watched those. I saw those. I saw the scenes, which we'll discuss. <laughs> yeah. But at the end, and I've never seen this before, it said this movie is available till July like 31st or whatever. Oh. Yeah, on Netflix. So they like, give you the date when it's going to get pulled. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, I was yeah. talking to a friend today, actually, and it seems like the Netflix library is getting gutted because he was like, oh, don't forget to like watch... 30 Rock while it's still on Netflix. So I think 30 Rock is probably going to whatever the NBC one is, Peacock or I, I get them all mixed up to be honest at this point. 
Um, so that's interesting that it's mm-hmm. kind of giving you the heads up, like, hey, you can only enjoy this for now. Yeah, for another week, basically. Well, let's talk about it. So I feel like I heard a lot of people talking about this movie when I was a teenager. 2007, I I guess I was at u- my first year uni. I do not remember watching this film when I was a kid, but like watching it now as an adult, like I definitely, there were snatches of it that I was like, oh, maybe I do know this film but maybe I just feel like it was referenced in like other films and I have to say I'm coming in to this podcast with a bold statement but I think that the early 2000s set back feminism a lot (laughs) I think there's movies that you and I have covered from more years ago than what is this like 15 years ago Mm -hmm. that seem less aggressively misogynistic like this film comes out of the gate just like these guys are pieces of shit so let's jump into it so dane cook i don't really know much about him i guess he was kind of a heartthrob in the Uh, 2000s i wouldn't say heartthrob he got on with stand-up comedy that's okay that's what i thought i think he won a couple like contests when he was Mm -hmm. early on i remember seeing him I still live with my parents watching a comedy um, central. They would put newer comics up and they give them, you know, 20, 30 minutes for like their own little show, basically. And mm-hmm. I saw him one late night and he had me dying. Um, okay. Just his physical comedy. I don't know if you've ever seen him in person. I've, I've seen him once. But some no. of us, have you ever seen any of his stand-ups? I don't think so. That's the thing. Like oh I, God. now that you're saying he's a stand-up, I'm like, okay, yes, I've heard Dane Cook's name with stand-up, and this is crazy because you know I am a fucking huge comedy yeah. nerd. So I don't know. Just like this movie, Dane Cook has like flown under the there's, radar for there's me. There's one in Denver, and you'll see it. He, he's, he's like on a round stage, um, basically in this arena, and he just kills it. He's okay. He's got some really good stuff. Was he specials. on like one of those shows, like Lost Comic Standing, like that broke a lot of like those comedians, something I'm, like that? I'm not sure if it was that. I think he won a couple like uh, things that were sponsored when he was uh, younger. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like newer comics coming up. Um, okay. He said I saw him. He had this joke about like uh, Christ checks, like doing first communion, is it? Right? Where you go and like take the cracker. Yeah, yeah and the yeah. wine or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and he was talking about like snatching the whole bowl from the priest and taking it home, <laughs> pouring milk on it. and <laughs> Like an angel would come out of the box. Oh and, my God. Yeah, very physical and like animated yeah. in his comedy. Because I, I will say like in this film, you know, he's meant, I don't know, I'm not shitting on someone's appearance, but he doesn't seem like the other heartthrobs from like the early 2000s. Because I feel like when we're talking about you know, like knocked up and stuff. There was very much like the Seth Rogans who were like, I am a big, weird looking guy. <laughs> and then there was like the sexy dudes. And Dane Cook falls somewhere in the middle for He's me. like a like a C plus B minus sexy. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So like- yeah. Like they have a scene where he takes his shirt off and it's like yeah, you know, he's like trim. He's fit. Yeah. Trim. Trim being a word that they use frequently in the film to discuss vagina, which is a massive topic in this film. So, so. I, I picture like this. A heartthrob, Dan Cook would be the heartthrob's other buddy in Brother. that movie. Yeah. Brother. Or so best, exactly. best friend. Yeah, yeah. best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. But Meanwhile, this, 2007, they had him opposite the Jessica Alba, who yeah. is pretty good looking. Um, so, okay, right off the bat, I will say this. There's some rapey shit in this in this film. Like, I felt like 
uh, you have to forgive me. I'm not American, as we have established over the many, many episodes. Mm. So I didn't really know what Seven Minutes in Heaven was. This is not a game. Glad you started here because <laughs> that was, I turned it on and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> this what? is not a game I'm familiar with. Spin the bottle, yes. Yeah. Seven Minutes in Heaven where you literally spin a bottle. This is like spin the bottle on crack like you spin the bottle and then you have to go into a wardrobe someone locks you in there with a chair and you can do whatever you want and like seven minutes is a long time that's a long time and that's one closet so how long are these games being played you know what i mean exactly when you're an adult seven minutes is a long time oh my god not me personally yeah obviously yeah he's like i go all night baby which i'm sure is that's like over seven times my max but um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i i think i played this once in middle school so is this a common game or is it like a yeah, pretty it's, raunchy game it's pretty i would say it's it was similar to what happened in this film people go in there and don't really do too much like maybe uh-huh. make out uh-huh. um but there's also this game called hide and go get it which is like tag but you would go like once you found somebody you would mess around for a little bit mm-hmm. wherever you found them very like weird stuff until it made me uncomfortable watching kids yeah. play this game and talk about it because they look they look maybe seventh grade. Well, you know and I mean? because we're older now, so I think we don't identify with these kids. Like yeah. maybe if we watched it when we were teens, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But now we're adults. We're like, where are these children's parents? Like for real. <laughs> like where is the supervision? But yeah, so it's uh, the film opens up with – so the main characters are Stu and Charlie. Charlie's the lead, you know, later played by Mr. Dane Cook. And – his friend young Stu is explaining to him the bases, which is like, you know, fingering and then blow jobs. And there's all, you know, the classic jokes, like what's First a blow base, job. Second base, you know? yeah. And he's like, I don't know, but my dad told me he gets it on his birth, or I heard my dad saying he gets it on his birthday. So it must be pretty good. And there's clearly a girl across the circle that our main characters little, you know, the pre version likes. And she's kind of like wistfully looking at him, lots of smiles. And then there's like this goth girl who's meant to be some kind of witch, which now I'm just like, <laughs> she just looks pretty trendy. Right. Mm. Sitting next to the, the girl that he really likes. And, the bottle, of course, lands on her. She goes into the into the wardrobe or the closet and she rips his clothes off. She like gets real rapey. I'm not gonna lie. Like um, scratching and, his chest, yeah. pulling his pulling his nipples, and she's like, and This is my first time too. Too. You know what? I forgot though, just before that stew, his friend gets like the bottle on him and goes in, and this girl like sadly stands up and is it's very like, what the fuck? You know no means no type situation and she like sadly goes into the closet and that pure pressure yeah and then he's like she's like if you just stand in the corner i'll say we kissed and he's like how about you say that we did it and it becomes very like (laughs) no it's a no for me dog so yeah it sets the tone these little kids um being fucked up but anyway it's the whole premise of the film so the the goth girl points at him and is like i'll curse you and she does a hex and that spins us up into the film. She says that he'll never find love and that, you know, everyone around him will fall in love and everybody he likes will not love him back. And and yeah, that's the premise of the film. So then we we jump forward to, what do you reckon he is? Like late 20s, early 30s? Yeah. In the film? Yeah. Yep. He's at a wedding and it's his ex's wedding, which first of all, how do you feel about inviting exes to your wedding? Uh, Never. Yeah. Unless... It they was, became friends, that it was like a long time it ago. It was, it, yeah, it was like we've been friends 
we dated very like high school or something like yeah. that. Became friends after they're married already. It was strictly all those things kind of faded away. Maybe it was just like a physical thing. Right. And there's no even glimpse of us having a romantic relationship again. Because because my thing is like, you know, I know a lot of people who are friends with their exes and more power to them. For me, I'm scorched earth. Like if we break up, I'm burning that bridge to the fucking ground. Yeah. You know, like I'm a very passionate person. And I think I've just never been mature enough to be like, oh, it just didn't work out for us. It's just too painful for me personally to like ever consider being friends with someone, let alone in this film. He's like, it was six months ago. Yeah. And that is, yeah. No. I feel like I'm cordial with all of my exes. Sure. That's um, great. I don't know, though, like talking about it, thinking about it out loud. I don't know if it was something like with me, like I can't, I had something with them. I don't want somebody I dated to hate me now or feel off. You know what I mean? But would you, but then your wedding six months later and you invite the guy. And not only do you invite the guy, you do a special toast to him. Yeah. After, people are toasting you and your partner and you about your make day. a point to toast this guy who Very used bizarre. to be inside you six months ago. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Um, and the husband's like, fine with it? I, like, I, no. There's no way if I'm that husband, I'm letting that get through the guest list, right? There's no, like, wh who is this guy? Oh, we just broke up. Yeah, six no, months ago. Are you serious? Well, also, well, no, how long does it take to plan a wedding? So you got married. If this is like four weddings <laughs> and a funeral all over again. The timeline just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'm just like used to people whose weddings take like months and months to plan. But like, that was a pretty elaborate wedding. So, the like, yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's weird. <laughs> and then we meet Jessica Alba's character. She's incredibly clumsy. Like, mm -hmm. something that really bumped for me, David, in the first, like, ten minutes of the film, she comes, you know, we have the classic slow motion. We as the audience are like, oh, this is going to be the uh, the romantic, you know, interest. She sits down at the table. She immediately, like, breaks the table and, like, wax pours on his crotch, and then she's wiping away the wax, and his friend's like, ha, it looks like cum. But we never address the fact that now all these wedding guests have nowhere to sit. It just like bothered me. <laughs> this woman is so clumsy. If I was that clumsy, I would just not go anywhere. Yeah, you know, stay like, home. <laughs> yeah. So the seven minutes in heaven and then the, the strange intro. And then let's talk about Stu. Yeah. Stu, the best friend, is an incredibly fucked up character. He is a plastic surgeon who exclusively does boobs. And him and Charlie have offices on the same floor of a corporate building. But Charlie is a dentist, so he's over there. And Stu's over here. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it down. He says, his character says, I jerk off to her mammograms. <laughs> and then throughout the movie, there are just these fucked up things that he does. Like, what's the thing? Is it HIPAA? Like, the you know, the oath yeah. that the doctors take? Yeah. He's like, he, he invites his friend in to look at her boobs. Yeah, he invites Dan Cook to look in and just wants to say that they're even. And he's like, I know they're even. I did them. I just wanted you to look at tits for free, basically. Yeah, without going for a lap dance. Yeah, I tried looking up how many boobs um, you see in this movie. Couldn't find it. All I could find was um, the, the three boob scene, which is like mm -hmm. in the end credits that he ends up with. And um, <laughs> basically, they had an A cam, B cam. Did the A cam of just her bare chest, had all the B cam just of her left breast. And then they opened her like breast up in between them because they're too close together on the mm -hmm. A cam and then imposed the B cam breast for the third one in the middle. Oh yeah. It's just like how much time it took to just get a three boob. Get a three thing. boob. Yeah. yeah. Which has I feel like been done before in cinema in Total Recall, an Arnold Schwarzenegger sure. movie. 
I just feel like now prosthetics are so good that they could have easily just done like a prosthetic chest. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there were a lot of breasts in this film and a lot of gratuitous sex. So sorry, going back to the storyline. So, <laughs> so he meets Jessica Alba. He really is interested, but then people kind of find out that he's good luck Chuck. So he goes on this like sex rampage. People like Which is oh. good luck Chuck is he bangs or has a physical relationship with a woman. Mm -hmm. They immediately find the love of their life and get married mm -hmm. within a certain time period after they sleep with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so he goes and fucks a bunch of people and it feels very it feels very usury on both sides. Like they're using him, he's using them. But like he it's, has to get talked into it by Stu though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he does. And then he but then he like kind of willingly goes along with it. Like he is kind of like a slutty dude. I would, we get this. Okay. Sense. I would have charged for this. I mean, I'd feel dirty about well, just doing it, but like and Yeah, I mean he's know, essentially sex workers like a gigolo be, type. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, if you're talking like a sex worker, like they're getting paid for those services. If I'm if if you're using my body to benefit your life and find love after that, if this thing is all real, then I'm going to need like some compensation. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not doing that for free. Well, it's just it it is like flirting with the idea of like, you know, m women use uh, men using women for sex and women using men for other, you know, whatever. Like, it's just this movie, man. Oh, I couldn't I could not. Uh there was one point where Stu was like, well, you know, that's because like what every woman wants is just like to get married and have little critters or whatever he calls them, like ankle biters. And I was like, this guy fucking, I was getting, I was not into it, but <laughs> let's backtrack. Another thing I wanted to bring up David William Rogers is, uh, do you know the concept of the magical Negro? Have you heard of this before in cinema? Um, no, I, I think I know where you're going and I have a couple ideas of characters that yes. you're alluding to. So it's basically like, so there's two sort of like main things that they talk about like in like cinema. It's like the Mammy character, which we've talked about before, yeah. which is like, you know, the wise, older, like person of color. And then the magical one is like somebody that kind of like, you know, has these like powers or like basically moves the story forward and is kind of a prop. And like so Will Smith in that golf movie. You ever Which seen that? Matt Damon is a golfer and okay. Will Smith is like this black caddy who helps him get his game back and then he just like, hey yeah. balls. Yes. And then walks okay. off. So yeah, the, very yeah. similar. So so that's what Reba's character kind of so Reba in this movie is a woman of color and she is Charlie's receptionist, I guess, at the dentist office. And I just like did not like from the very jump, you know, he and his friend are like yucking it up as they get off the elevator and she's like Charlie, like Mr. Doctor, whatever, like you've got to come, like you've got, you've got patience. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm going, like, okay, white guy making probably, you know, yeah. six times this girl's salary. And then she comes to his house and she's like a middle aged, you know, woman of color. Mm -hmm. She's curvy. She comes to his house and she's like, please, you know, my husband died. I want to find the next person. And she like basically like jumps on top of him again very rapey he's not into it and she mm. kind of convinces him to have sex with her while she's already on top of him in lingerie and it's kind of sad it's a sad moment where she's like just imagine somebody beautiful and he's like i'll just imagine i'll imagine you and he like grabs her face so like that was in in the darkness that we're swimming in <laughs> that was a that was, was a ray of light moment. right that was a sweet moment but okay so this shows how kind of fucked up historically um some black actors are represented in movies she came out and I was like, don't be the angry black woman. Don't be the angry black woman. And she really wasn't like, or doing like some kind of 
um, you bet us. Yeah, down. some kind of fucked up voice yeah. and yeah. like shaking around or mm-hmm. doing like head swag or nothing like that. And she was just, you know, like, hey, like the office, I'm trying to run this office. Get the fuck in here. You got a bunch of patients waiting. So to your point, yeah, there there definitely is some of that. But like my mindset was like, please just don't do this. Please just yeah. don't do that. Which is is like a bad thing because it's like the bar is so fucking Exactly. Low. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's still and then like so they have that beautiful moment, which is very sweet in the shitstorm of <laughs> misogynistic things that happen in this film. And then the very next scene, they're throwing a frisbee and Stu is like, What the fuck? You could be getting trim anywhere and you're doing the back hoe like the back forty with her and it's like it's just like this movie is constantly I mean, I know I opened up the podcast by being like, Dan Cook's not that hot, but like it's constantly objectifying women from the jump. Yeah. It's yeah. Gross. Yeah. A lot of different sex positions, like you were saying. Some of them were one, pretty interesting. One girl's in a wheelbarrow. That one kept yeah. popping up. I kept like, catching that. Because that's an actual like sex position, the wheelbarrow. Well, but you physically need to have a no, wheelbarrow to no. do it. It was just funny because it's kind of that similar position, okay. like where the guy's like holding her legs and she's yeah. almost like doing a push up or whatever. I think that's the wheelbarrow, right? Just, and then she was actually yeah in a wheelbarrow. It's kind of funny. What's the casting call for this? Like, must be okay with extreme nudity. Yeah, full nude uh, and your boobs simulated are sex. Make it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not into it. All, um, but all in the name of love. Yeah. Not against boobs per se. And uh No, you know, I just it's we've talked about this. We're weird about boobs in in the States, I feel like. Yeah. And it's like just just let them loose and then Friend. people won't freak out so much about them. It is it is so shocking in the film and it's meant to titties. be shocking. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got nipples. Shakara. Mm-hmm. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Um <laughs> so okay. So yeah, the Reba thing kind of stressed me out. I was like, what the fuck? Um I, I did write down, wait, so she broke the table and then walked away. The doctor objectifying patients. Oh, and then this movie's just silly. Okay, so Cam, who is Jessica Alba's character, she like we get it. She's a penguin person. Like she's wearing a penguin necklace. She works at the penguin place. Everything is penguins. There's a bumper sticker on her car that says penguins. This girl is, this girl needs to live in a bubble. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one of those bubbles where you can just bounce off stuff. So yeah. she, she, her car, so she chips her tooth on the exhibit. She goes to see the dentist late night. Then she like, her car won't start. She fucking electrocutes him. He's She's like, now? And he's like, no. And she says, now? And then he says, no. And she electrocutes him. I forgot about it. She said her nickname was Murph, right? Yeah, Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Yeah. Okay, what about when she gets her tooth fixed, she like stands up and knocks over this tray and the tools from the mouth go into his back. Yeah. And he's like, oh. I was like, I was like, this guy needs to go to a hospital. Do you know how many germs are in your mouth? Yeah. So many. Yeah. Like if somebody was to bite you, that w- you would need a tetanus shot, tetanus like a human death. person. Yeah. I mean, yeah, an animal, obviously. Yeah, I'm like surprised she doesn't have any bodies on her record. Didn't accidentally kill somebody at this point. In I'm life. surprised she doesn't have 65 scars on her face. Like, and, you know, like doesn't look like a walking, talking, like... I don't know. Total klutz. So I was like, he definitely needs to go to the hospital. And then, yeah, because he got electrocuted and he got like tools stabbed in his back. They also use the R word in this film. And the F word. 
Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We do not co-sign those we do words. Not co-sign. So also with the Reba part, you can't bang the people that work for you. No, absolutely right? not. So anywhere like that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And then the fat shaming, right? Mm. So they fat shamed. I'm so glad you Reba. That, that was they the fat shamed Reba indirectly, and then as a test to see if he is cursed, um, mm-hmm. they pick out Stu picks out this this woman who's you know. A, bigger right she's she's pretty big and she's got like acne and side acne they show her bush sticking out of her swimsuit right and he's like you gotta and they give her like they give her like sores and like pimples on her back everywhere so yeah and it's like Stu's saying if you have sex with her and she doesn't find like this is the actual the ultimate test if she doesn't get married or if she does then you know for sure and he has sex with her he goes up to her Courts there finally gets her to go out. No, he says he'll give her a thousand dollars to go out with him. Yeah, so pretty that's much, yeah. Pro- prostitution. Prostitution. <laughs> and then buys her dinner, ripping a bunch of shots, has sex with her. Asks Stu, he's like, all right, you gotta test it now. And Stu's like, all right, I'll walk over there. He pulls a friend card, acts like he's saying, like, I'll go out with you. So then finally, Dan Cook's character goes and has sex with Jessica Alba because he doesn't think there's a curse there. He wakes up, sees it on the news that this woman, this bigger woman, fell in love, calls Stu. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, you took her out. You didn't marry. Like, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, man, I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't take her out. He's like, I just asked her what time it was. And then he walked off. He's like, I couldn't risk it. So just, yeah. The fat shaming. The fat shaming is super like, fun. You know, it's just not necessary. I feel like we should do Shallow Hal. I think we've been dancing around that film for a that while. That one's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough to talk about because like, you know, the way we talk about women, again, I feel like I'm such the pot calling the kettle black since I opened up the podcast with like the day cook stuff. <laughs> yeah, that I- hot. Maybe we should record an maybe we should record an alternative <laughs> intro because that was pretty shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the way it's just the disgust and like not to be a bitch, but like the Stu character, he's also like kind of a bigger guy, and mm-hmm. people throughout the film like don't want to go out with him. He's he fucks a grapefruit that he heats up in the microwave and has like some kind of like toilet brush that he's like jiggling on his asshole to like yeah, ju- stimulate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, we don't kink shame also. On no, this but I'm just so saying you're out there I'm just, fucking uh, any kind of citrus fruits. I mean, just, I can only imagine if you have any kind of cut on any part of your penis. Oh, that that's is staying. That grapefruit that's, is a citrus. Let's unless you're that. into S and M and you like a little, you like a little stingy. Ooh, 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 ooh. yeah. Like the first episode of uh, Boys, season three. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah, it's pretty Watch. special. Um, but yeah, so he's like no prize peach, as they would say. And like, he's just going around, like even the bigger girl that he targets, like I just fucking hated that they were like, you know, making an assumption on someone's worth based off of like what they looked like. And to be honest, they didn't have any kind of body diversity, really. They had you know, the characters that they were making fun of for being overweight. And then they had like the very skinny and looking. Everybody you know, else he was messing around with. White and pretty, skinny as fuck. Pretty good. Well, yeah, there's a couple. There was, there was couple one people. Asian girl. Yeah. And then the police and, uh, officer that he fucks. She was black. Yeah. But that is also would like never happen. Like mm-hmm. the idea of like sleeping your way out of a ticket. Like, come on. This is a played out trip. Oh my God. If that was me too, I, w- I would record maybe the audio. I'd get her on. Um, and then I'd <laughs> sue the shit out of um, that, police, advantage of me. Right. that police force. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, um, well, there's just a, a few more things I wanted to bring up. So mm-hmm. Jessica Alba's character has a stoner brother who's like working at the exhibit with her. And it's like, dude, should you be smoking so much weed and working around these poor little creatures that are depending on you and are very small mm-hmm. and, you know, don't squish them. And just jealousy. Like, so he eventually does sleep with Jessica Alba's character, Cam, as you were saying. And then he's convinced that she's going to leave him. And he basically like chases her away by being super clingy. Um, into and then he tries to make amends by you know connecting her with this penguin guy. This is one of the creepiest characters, uh, and I'd seen this movie a couple mm. times before. This is by far one of the cr- creepiest, like cringe for those couple that next thirty minutes once mm. he starts freaking out that he's going to lose mm-hmm. her uh, with all the calls, the texts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and she's even like, I'm so close. Yeah, to Yeah, you're my number. doing way too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, I it just feel it. so he did a good job of getting that across mm-hmm. but like for me historically in film just the the clinger and kind of that kind of feeling for a character that definitely came across in this movie yeah i just the confidence of an average white man you know like he's been able to get every chick under the sun and then as soon as she's maybe like not as into him as he's into her it's like psychotic level and i think for people listening it's like I mean, I I don't know if you've ever heard the term love bombing, but it's something that people do. It's where like they just like throw so much affection at you and like gifts. And, you know, he buys her like hundreds of flowers and like sends them to her work. That shit is not normal. A relationship should be, you know, communication and mutual respect and like boundaries and, you know, all these things. Well, it's all on the surface when you do Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You're not really building with that person. Which is what she wanted to do. They had such a great relationship on the phone. She was even saying, like, I haven't done this since high school. We're talking so much, getting to know each other. And then he freaks out that he's going to lose her. And in that situation, you know, who's to say, like, how how would you react if you thought you were cursed and you found, like, you know, Scott and you're like, oh, shit, Uh, my best friend kind of fucked me. I might lose him. Like, would you like like what lengths would you go to, you know? I don't know because it's like, I mean, I truly don't know if I believe in in curses. I mean, he does go to see the girl and be like, hey, and she's like, I didn't put a curse on you. And then the very end, she does have like a doll of him with like a needle (laughs) through its heart and she removes it. And And she makes him show her his dick before coming inside. To show the birthmark, right? Uh, That's how she recognizes him. Oh uh, yeah, but that's when she wanted to see his dick in the oh. closet. Oh, when they were young. Oh, that I missed too. that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like he's. Oh like, my god, this movie is so <laughs> fucked. This movie is so fucked. Yeah, he like has to pull I, his pants down on the front porch, and she like yeah. smiles and nods her head and lets him in. Yeah, this movie <laughs> sucks. This movie is the worst. Uh, when I when it. you were like, hey, here's a couple movies we can watch, like on you know a couple streamers we got. And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like, this, good luck, Chuck, for sure. Or this one. You're like, good luck, Chuck. I'm like, yes. Because yeah. I knew that this was going to be this conversation. <laughs> so annoyed by by this guy and by yeah. all of these people. Honestly, okay, not like, you know, fuck whoever you want to fuck. But like, I just like hate this portrayal of women. Like, we just, I can't speak for every woman, but I feel like millennial women, like we just don't care that much about getting married. Like, fuck, we'll just marry ourselves. Like there's women in Japan throwing weddings for themselves. There's oh, no one to marry. You know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this idea that like women, like just so desperately want to trap a man and have kids. Like that is so stupid. Like 
honestly, weddings are fucking stupid. Like everything. I just, it pissed me off so much. So then, then these characters, these women that were like, please, I just want to like have sex with you so I can find the perfect person. It's like, how about go eat, pray, love like around the world? How about get a dog? How yeah. about your career? How about whatever, anything that's not tied to like uh, dick. Find your happiness yeah. first and then be open to finding your, your right. prince penis and then Look, and i and that's also yeah. like a very privileged position for us because like we're in relationships and like i remember being single and like how it felt and like yeah, i was single for to... seven years right so but i, I was mean, just like i was open to it but i was always working on myself you know like right. i wasn't gonna and then, I, I dated here and there but but when it was the right person you like mm -hmm. you know it, it happened very naturally and it's like yes we have single friends and they talk about like the dating pool and how hot it is and stuff like that but like like having sex with a magical dick is going to fix that for you. How about therapy? How about, mm. you know, move to a new place, like Speed go on an adventure. Dating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Just yeah. Wanna, yeah. Anyway, just like this movie. Man. I get you. Um, okay. So I did want to talk to you. I, so are you, are you not familiar with Stu then? Like uh, historically with any of his movies? Uh, the like actor? Stu's character? Uh, yeah. Fogler? Uh, what's his name? Doug Fogler. Not really familiar with him, no, because obviously I thought he okay. was somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so, but you know the character, right? The funny kind of sidekick. Sidekick, yeah. So, historically, does any anyone pop in your mind as, like, the number one for you as that, that number two, that comic relief kind of sidekick? Male, female? Like, oh, this Not person. Not someone that comes, like, straight to mind. Okay. Why? What no, are you I was just curious if you've seen him in anything, because I think, you no, know, like, very fucked up subject matter, but I think this dude is a fantastic actor. As oh, far, for sure. As far as like playing this asshole character, you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. just like the range that he has. So oh, for I, sure. I just feel like, and I but just, I that's an interesting like character because that yeah. adds a lot to these movies. So like that no, casting. He's like, he's like the end the antagonist that's like pushing mm -hmm. him but when you said did i think of could i think of any like typical like side characters i thought you meant like any movies where i'm like oh that's the i guess like super bad mm -hmm. so like i guess i think of like yeah like the Michel the other guy that's like kind of pushing him the michael sarah character you know yeah. like the sidekick that's kind of like got a problem or whatever mm -hmm. or jonah hill's character i guess could be the kind of the sidekick one that's kind of gross and whatever like, i don't know yeah that's what I thought you meant. Like, can I think off the top of my head yeah. of like a side? That's kind of what I was saying. Like an actor that is just. I mean, really this guy. At, at this guy him. really does it well for mm -hmm. sure. And you know, now that I'm going through his um, IMDb profile, yeah. yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. and like I definitely recognize him as, you know, kind of playing the same character over and over again. I don't think this guy's ever had like a leading role. He uh, in that um. The Balls of Fury was a leading role. Uh, okay, it's like okay. he, he's, a, he's a ping pong player. Okay. And, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's, it was funny. I just, he, to me, he brings it, right? Mm. Like everything I've seen him do. And he does, if you've seen some of the Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah, he, he's, he's good enough. He shows, yeah, he shows some range there. It looks like he's also in The Offer, which I have yet to start wor watching, but he's plays francis ford coppola which because that yeah. show is about making oh that's right yep. the god of the godfather i think that's on paramount i believe yeah i need to check that out yeah um what's also funny i noticed about him so the guy who plays the younger version of him i was like i know that guy i think his name's troy something the kid actor um, yeah the kid actor that plays young Stu. 
is the brother in the Goldbergs, um, which is a great show that I like, a very funny show. And then I just was looking at um, at this guy's IMDb, Damn, and he's lovely. also in the he's yeah. also in the Goldbergs, which is funny. So it's full circle. Um, <laughs> his the little him, and then the regular him. But yes, yeah, so so many problems in this film. Holy <laughs> fucking shit! Holy shit! Talk about setting back feminism. You know this movie. I don't know. I'd be so curious to know if somebody like absolutely loved this film and if they were like, oh, but it's a total piss take on like, you know, dating and blah, blah, blah. But I just don't think there's enough. I think there was a message they clearly were trying to say, which was like, you know, because you can see Dane Cook's character is like getting sad throughout as these women just want to fuck him. They're like not even like engaging in him. Like one girl's like looking at her wedding dress. Yeah, and she's like, while oh. they're fucking. Yeah. yeah. And like you can tell like none of them see a future with him because they know he's just the guy that you fuck to meet the guy that you marry. But yeah, I don't. Have you quite... been a good luck Chuck for anybody? Probably. I will. One of my ex-boyfriends, the girl he started dating right after me, I think they got married and had a kid um his loss though because like look at all this hey. you know but i don't know that i'm a good look chuck i mean maybe i'd have to go back and pull my boyfriends but i can't because i burned the relationships <laughs> to the ground and block deleted them on everything because fuck that yeah, you know sure. but how about you have you been uh a few time? i don't know if it's you know good luck chuck same is like kind of what you're saying but <clears throat> yeah i've had a few exes that settled down after what's funny is the girl i think that scott dated before me or was seeing apparently she said she was like good luck chuck and then he didn't believe and then he and i got together and i don't know um but i think it's it's, it's all relative right like because mm -hmm. it's like are you so terrible that someone's like i gotta go for someone completely different and then they like find the love of their life or is it like you, someone teaches you something i was gonna say somebody there's something about um, but this guy settling down anything. you help somebody grow just a little bit to get there yeah this is all yeah. physical right this is this guy's just fucking you know yeah. his penis is, which <laughs> I'd be worried about, you know, catching something or... Oh, he's got condoms, don't you see? He's got yes, the still. He's being safe. Or, yeah. you know, condom gets a hole in yeah. it somehow. Oh, that, that never even is a part of it. He's never yeah. worried about impregnating these people, yeah. so... Um, also now with monkeypox, it's like, hmm, do you want to be getting that sweaty with everybody? <laughs> Nobody's worried about monkeypox except for me, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm the only one that's, like, seeing this shit online and being like, is this COVID all over again? And we're all just, like, head yeah. in the sand. Monkey better go buy some toilet better go buy some toilet paper mm -hmm. uh yeah so his penis is obviously fine or good but yeah it's not they don't even seem to enjoy the sex it's not like he gives them like mind-blowing orgasms and then they're like oh okay mm. now i'm ready to go um and not to be mean again and like i know i've spent a lot of time saying like let's not judge people based on their appearances but the girl he's seeing in the very start of the film that breaks up with him because she's like licking the sand off his balls and she's like i love you and he doesn't reciprocate she goes to the wedding and she catches the bouquet and the guy she's like making out with not cute no. not cute did you notice that yeah but oh. hey you know we're we all can't be prince charmings and dashing debonair, hot sexy you know like i'm i'm a lead but am i gonna be that poster on a, on women's walls probably not it'll be like oh yeah i could probably <laughs> bang him one nice weekend after like a dinner he seems like a good guy once you get to know him type um Stop. like romantic relationship Stop. <laughs> wait and then so also going back to stew because i'm jumping all around the place but what the fuck did that woman with three boobs see in him he's a misogynist he literally breaks every doctor oath like he's gonna lose his license he 
Yeah. Because he loves boobs and she has three of them. And and she loves her. What is he giving to her that he accepts her third boob? Love. Yeah. An obsession with that third knock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay i also don't know how the physiology of that works like is it all connected to everything like your boobs are connected to like i'm not a doctor but like tissue and everything she gotta be able to breastfeed with all three right yeah it's like a it's like an irrigation system in her chest it's just like (laughs) take long take turns yeah sprinkler Uh, system all right wait 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 my last okay At the very end of the credit scenes, they are house sitting for them while they're on their like honeymoon or something. And he's like, "Ooh, let's find their sex tapes. First of all, first of all, I don't want to watch any sex tapes of any of my friends. No, thank you. I love you all. What you do between the hours of whatever the fuck and <laughs> end of times, that's your business. I don't need to know. I don't want to see. But he finds this video of him going down on a penguin and like eating a penguin's ass. it's not a real penguin it's a teddy yeah, penguin. penguin it's pretty fucked up and mm-hmm. i did not think that was funny at all because that was I, her king i was hoping it was gonna be like he turns to the camera and be like stew you sick fuck don't watch our tapes you know what oh, i mean yeah that would have been funny like setting setting them up for watching their house yeah. while they're traveling but that it, no it didn't go there it stayed uh nope weird it's just uh sexy time with a penguin but okay so with all the boobs in this movie did that bother you at all on like the on the feminine feminism no. tip kind of thing or is it no all just the degrading of i think it's the that, way they talk about boobs and yeah. marriage and everything no, boobs are great women are beautiful right like we love breasts are gorgeous but it's not that it's about how they talk about it yeah, yeah. It's, and how they like kind of take advantage of it that yeah. makes me feel weird you know Boobs great. Boobs good. Boobs fantastic. Did you think it was problematic, like, that he's just, like, sleeping with all these people? Like, did did it make you feel any type of way that he's just kind of, like, pimping himself out? Yeah, okay. If I'm younger and I got nothing going on, I'm single, I'm like, yeah, all these women are doing this. But to me, my thing was always, like, all right, what's her angle kind of thing? Is she Mm -hmm. just using me? To like, I've had it where I've dated girls and they just wanted to make somebody else jealous or that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I see those pretty early on and mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm out of there. So for me, knowing that all oh, these women believe I'm cursed kind of thing and they're only there for that reason, I wouldn't be into mm-hmm. it at all, basically. Mm-hmm. I'd it'd probably, you know, a couple of times I'd, you know, do it and have some, have a couple of good nights sad. and then be like, you know, what, this is, this isn't worth my time or energy. Uh, Because these women don't want me for me. They just want to be uh, with me to be with the next guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not nice. Um, Also, I forgot to say, when he has sex with the bigger girl, he afterwards gets in the shower and is like using dental disinfectant and a massive scrubber. Scrubber. So shit. Yeah. It's uh, It's just so bad. At that, her expense, kind of like when we did dodgeball, right? Mm -hmm. The bigger cheerleader. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make I'm, me feel good. I'm okay without those in movies. Yeah, I think we we've evolved. Um, yeah. But yeah, I truly believe going back through like the early 2000s, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? You know. And then we've like got like beautiful films coming out, like Moonlight Kingdom, Moonrise Kingdom, and you know, movies that are moving the needle forward, like conversations. And then this mm-hmm. was just like, oh, imagine if a guy had sex with everyone. But what happened, right? I think, uh, do you know when American Pie came out? 
was that that was like earlier 2000s came platform. out in 1999 yeah so yeah so, so like eight years before this they're gonna replicate that until the, the money machine stops printing right mm-hmm. so i that just stuck in my head you know you got a lot of situations in those movies teen you know coming into their sexuality right seeing mm-hmm. boobs fucking uh what, they, what does he have sex with the pie yeah so yeah. You know, they take from that, and that's probably why we saw a lot of these movies in the early 2000s, because that, sure. that movie did so well. They were like, oh, boys, sex, dicks, boobs. Yeah. Now, boobs, well, boobs are good. Boobs are great. No, boobs are great, boobs but are let's just be chill like the French about it. Yeah. Like, oh, it is a breast. Let them hear them out. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is that time where we must... Thanks someone for the cost or crew. Because it's just the two of us, we like to keep it snappy here over at uh, Age Like Milk. I'm going to go first. I'm going to thank Sandra Dirksen, who was a costume coordinator on this film. Now, the fashion was very early 2000s. It's not in style anymore. Give it 10 years, it'll be back. But, you know, there were a lot of people to costume in this. And Sandra has also worked on The Magicians, Timeless, uh, Zoo, Falling Skies, I don't know really what that is, but it's some kind of thing that has a lot of versions of it. Uh, The Cabin in the Woods, Red Riding Hood, Life Unexpected, um, Snakes on a Plane she worked on. Snakes on a motherfucking plane. Gary Movie 4. So yeah, White Chicks, which is a great film that we have to do. So Sandra, thank you for costuming all these women who mostly took their clothes off. Um, And we see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you. Who do you have, sir? I went with Heather... Elisa Hill, uh, visual effects and additional crew editorial department. So she actually was in on the three boobing. Ah. So, you know, just all the stuff I looked up. We talked about Mr. Skin earlier. Um, I forget which movie we did. Oh, was that Knocked Up? Because mm. they had the website that they created. Yeah, yeah. Because so, that would have been helpful for you to find out how many boobs and what. That's time what I was codes trying to figure out how mm-hmm. many boobs are actually the trim, in this. which is vagina. But I, <laughs> but I looked. Hate that. Yeah. But I'm going to start <laughs> trim. using it. Ooh, great trim. Um. So yeah, I was trying to figure that out, and I was like, found that story of how they did the three boobs because I was yeah. kind of like, how did that happen when I saw? It, it I thought recall. it was a prosthetic. I it thought was it was prosthetic. like a stick-on. Yeah. In, yeah. in oh, total re- no, in Total oh, in, Recall oh, okay. was. So I was kind of curious. So yeah, she, um, you know, she was in the visual effects department for this movie, and mm-hmm. she was a visual effects coordinator. She had worked on movies Men in Black, Smoking Aces, uh, The Twilight Saga, Ides of March, very good political thriller movie, Contagion. Um, so Great. she had a, you know, pretty good run. She's like 40 credits in the visual effects nice. department. Yeah, so Heather and, Hill. Yeah, we yeah, see you and we appreciate you. I was going to say, I also think there was some VFX with the penguins, like the penguin eating his shit. That was definitely That was VFX. gross. Yeah, the biting, was gross. biting Dan Cook when he was swimming in the penguin mm-hmm. tank. Um, we also forgot to mention in the film when he's sleeping with some of the women, there's one girl that has a tattoo on her pelvis that says, George W. And then she's got a massive bush. Yeah. Such a silly sight gag. But also, I was like, <laughs> imagine having George W. tattooed on your stomach. Like, just uh, jump off a cliff now. David, we must now decide if this film has aged like milk or not. I think, I think listeners can guess where I land on this. Yeah. What is your take? I think this movie held up. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Get this, the uh, fuck out. This is a time capsule. I love this. No. Um, <laughs> I think this is 
Might as well. Okay, I don't want to be too mean. I was going to say, like, that it's the penguin eating its own shit. This movie did not age well for me. Okay? No. Um, the fat shaming, R word, F word. Just just bad overall. The fat shaming was was really kind of like, come on, guys. Painful to watch. And there was yeah. like, there's it overall, it like, the bad way, way, way tipped the scales over the good. There's a couple cute parts, a couple funny parts. Love that actress that, that Stewie's plays. Love Jessica Alba. She's a sweetheart, super talented. Like the little stone that Dan Cook that gave cute. her. That was super cute. But I oh, mean, we didn't even we didn't even talk about how he spends like seventeen thousand dollars to get a to get fucking plane ticket to run. Yeah. Like, talk about creepy. Like, let her exactly. go, call, dude. Call her. <laughs> Write her an email. Come on. Yeah, check in. But oh, um, buy a ticket to somewhere cheaper. You can still get to the gate. Like, yeah. oh, I hate this man. And it's been done a lot. The airport chasing yeah. people to the airport. But yeah, overall, I just you know. The stuff I did laugh at was just kind of like cringe, kind of all that's mm. fucked up. You know what I mean? So yep. I'm going to say this movie did not age well. This definitely aged like milk. It was poor, poorly aged. Uh, a lot of different jokes from other movies that had already been done before. Good for Dan Cook. I'm glad he had his run in movies, but I definitely prefer his all his stand-up. Except for Mr. Brooks, if you've seen that movie with Kevin I Costner. Haven't. That movie's, Should we watch that movie's fucked. You might not like that movie because you don't like scary movies. Okay. It's like, yeah, a, it's like a thriller kind of, yeah. But uh, what say you, my dear? Oh, no. This movie was <laughs> rancid. I mean, TOA, dead on arrival, baby. Like, this milk came out of the cow just like putrid as fuck. So I was curious to see the budget. So $25 million, because we were talking about like this film did employ a lot of things that were kind of like done in the past and i think you know the running through the airport and stuff 25 million is not a lot and i feel like i could be wrong but it did sort of seem like they shot it in vancouver like i just got and i looked it up and i was like yeah it's shot in vancouver which is like you know a good place to shoot it gives you a lot of variety because i at first i was like is this meant to be san francisco like i was trying to figure out like where it was mm-hmm. but yeah it's a no from me i feel like maybe it came out you know the day it came out it was fresh but you put it in the back of the fridge and you forgot about this movie and it has gone bad it smells uh definitely watch it if you want to you know see what we're talking about but i would not pour this milk on my cereal fuck no yeah. this is like this is like penguin fish milk because I don't want to drink that shit. Yeah, sanitize the fridge after you found this. Dude, you have to sanitize your eyeballs after watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, not because of the boobs, but just like everything. I was, It's a no for me. Sorry, Dane. Sorry I didn't know about you. Sorry I didn't know that you're a comedian. Sorry I made yeah, fun of your check, parents. Check out, uh, I'll send you his stand-up. I think it's in Denver. It's like a round okay. stage and he crushed it. And by the way, like, you know, 2007 is not that long ago. I don't want to cancel myself out from jobs. I just think that we can all agree that this is like this topic. Like, we don't slut shame. We don't want to, like, paint women as these, like, hoppies that just want to get married and have kids. Like, sorry. We'll just go live on our commune and, like, have kids, you know, and a group of women. Like, we don't need your bullshit. So, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. Um, But very fun to chat with you about it. I love doing these movies in some ways because it is like pure nostalgia like the fashion the massive belts over the like strapless dress with the jeans i'm like no what is this no and we haven't had a movie in a while that we said age this poorly 
right? Yeah, this one, I think, yeah, this one was a so bad one, but is, it was fun. This is good, exactly. But but maybe it is a, it's a good, you know, we should try and get some more guests to do uh, the early 2000s, because it's like this time capsule period where it's like, oh, hold on a second. Like, no, what, what were they saying? Yeah, if anybody worked in any movies in the early 2000s, hit us up. Love to have yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I'm gonna find your emails anyways and I'm gonna harass you. I'll start harassing. I'd be like, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> okay, could you be could you be that critical? I, like you have integrity, so I feel like you'd be critical of something you worked on 20 years later and be like, oh, that part. But that's not. but that's why we you know always thank someone from the cast or crew. Like we're not sh like making a movie is nigh on impossible. Like mm -hmm. having a movie come together, I've seen it. I'm I'm in it right now with development. It's like. It, there's just so much to it but yes i think you should be able to it's the same way like if we go back and listen to some of our earliest podcasts we're like wow we really didn't know what we were doing with like audio editing like mm -hmm. it's okay to grow and be like that was not amazing but i wonder if like the writers would stand by it and be like it's a great idea <laughs> so yeah but anyway thanks for joining us we appreciate our listeners um and but for now david you should go and check your fridge make sure that milk ain't spoiled gross milk is gross you might have a uh, film back there that's uh, really going quite bad rancid um follow us on social and twitter and i mean that is part of social but yeah thanks for listening bye Peace.